This year, there's been a lot of good fights this year in boxing in 2023. You had Baturbia defend his unified titles against Anthony Yard. Then you had MJ Akbadaya fighting against Marla Tapetas defend his unified Super Bantamweight titles in which he ended up losing them. Then you also had Better Beaters and Plant squaring it down in Vegas. You had Tank Davis versus Ryan Garcia in which he basically made Ryan quit. There's been a lot of good fights. Oh, and let me add on, you had Loma Chango and Devin Haney fight in Vegas outside the controversial judging. Besides that, there's been a lot of good fights, as well as you got Marcia Laura versus Leah Wood. That's squaring down tomorrow. It just sucks that Laura ended up missing weight by two pounds, but it's still a good fight for the most part. I'm gonna be tuning into that. But besides that, there's been a few fights that have been added on to the summer. And which the first fight we got is Usyk versus Daniel Dubois, which will be on August 12th. Decent fight. Fine is mandatory. Coming off a 10-month layoff. He should be fine as mandatory. I believe they ordered it for the most part. He could have got undisputed if Tyson Fury didn't duck him, basically, in a nutshell. So now we got this fight. Again, decent. Keep him active. Fight the number one guy in the sanctioned bodies. Your man, though. So that's a good fight to see. Decent fight. I like the fact they're making Dubois travel. I like that. They're making him travel for the most part. Instead of having it in Britain. Which, that's, they shouldn't do that. Because Usyk is the number one guy. They should make him you know, make his challenge travel to his country. Even though he does live in Ukraine. Poland got a little Ukrainian background there. there. They got a nice little fan base. So I believe they'll do a pretty decent there. But as for the fight... Usyk, he should win this comfortable. Now, Dubois, he could crack. He has the youth. He got, got a little pop in him. He got that in him. The only thing is, Usyk is just miles ahead of him. He's just... Don't need to explain Usyk. Like, we'll be here all day. But point is, Usyk is just the better boxer than him. I really don't know what to say. I really don't know what to say about that. The only way I can maybe see Dubois win this is he lands one lucky punch or Usyk completely ages out. That's the only two ways. Besides that, I don't really see Daniel Dubois winning. And also, Daniel's recent fight, I didn't like how he looked at his recent fight. I really did not like that. So, he basically loses that. Now, after this, I have to see him in Fury. That's simple. If not, then I wouldn't mind seeing Wilder. I think that'll be a damn good fight. That'll be a very interesting fight, to say the least. Because you got the hardest puncher in boxing going up against one of the best pure boxers in the sport. Head to head each other. Power puncher versus pure boxer. This should be interesting. Then, in August 19th, we got Arthur Paterbia defending unified titles against Cal Smith. Good fight. Defending in Canada. His hometown. Now, Cal Smith... He was a guy at one point. He was number one at 168 at one point. Won the Super 6 tournament. Even though that tournament was really weak. And besides one person being in that tournament, that was George Groves, who was past his Friday to quit. There wasn't really anybody there. Then he fought Canelo in a unification in which he got absolutely destroyed the sound of the ropes at 168. After that fight, he later on moved up to 175 in... He's looked good. He's looked really good. Now, the only con is the fact that it's not against the best competition, which I do agree. It's not against the best. 
However, he's looking better than 168 version because 168, honestly, he just got by his strength. His basically the division was weak at that time. Besides Canelo, once Canelo moved up, but besides that, the division was just really weak. But he's looked really good at 175. He has really well. And as for Arthur Baturbia, I mean, we all know Baturbia is a good fighter. He's elite. He's one of the best ones. He's basically the number one fighter at 175. However, he's showing some slips then and there. We saw him against Yard, and when he ended up beating Yard, he had to go through a lot of hell when he fought Yard. Yard was giving him some work. So, and keep in mind, Callum Smith, again, he has improved. He has a new coach. He got Buddy McGuire as his coach, who's improving his offense. Basically, teaching him how to fight 6'3", six, six, basically. 6'3", with a 70-inch read. He's teaching him how to fight like that, which is good for him, because now he could show his full ability. And let's not forget, he could crack. He could crack. Give against Lenny Castile, knocking out in the first round. He had him looking like he looked like he was possessed of somebody knocked him out. And I was like, hmm, very interesting to say the least. Then he fought this um, random European guy, this random French guy on the undercard of Usyk and Joshua too. In which he basically broke him down and just absolutely manhandled him. But also showing his offense, seeing his head move, he was like little moving left, right, left, right, left, right, popping his jab. And then when he had him hurt, he started using his size to his full advantage on him. That made him really uncomfortable. That's a little head movement, a little details. Like, okay, Cal, I see you. I see you, brother. You're doing something. But, um,. I would say this is 50 50 due to Arthur's age because Viterbi is like 38 years old. He's basically past his best. And truth be told, I was saying this at school, a friend of mine. I was saying, don't be surprised if he'll be done by the end of this year or even 2024 because he, he's pretty much at his best. His best is are behind him. So this could be the fight in which his age could catch up to him. It really can't. I don't know. But. I don't don't know. This should be a very interesting fight. I wouldn't be shocked or I wouldn't be surprised if Callum Smith pulls out the win. I would not be surprised at the slightest because again, Baturbia is slipping. And if Baturbia does win, then kudos to him. Really kudos to him. And keep the fight in age. Age is just a number. Then we got on July 25th, we got Steven Kuboy falling against Anoi, the monster from Japan. And I like this fight as well. It's pretty much a super fight. It's one of the best fights in Super Bantamweight right now. In the lower weight division, it's one of the best, biggest super fights right now. In all of boxing. Good fight. You got the best fight in the best. Undefeated guy versus undefeated guy. You got two of the best fighters there in their divisions will fight it. Even though Anoi, he's just moving up, and I like that for the most part, because he could have moved up before low-level opposition, but no, he said, uh, to be the best, you got to fight the best. That's Floyd Mayweather said, to be the best, you got to beat the best, you know what I'm saying? So, he moved up, fought the number one guy, super bantamweight, Stephen Foley. And this is an interesting fight, because both fighters never seen each other's styles, even though Foley has... Got good names on his belt. He got Figueroa, which some people argue he lost the fight. At best, I had a draw. Even though I rewatched it like five times, I'm gonna rewatch it again just to see it again because it's like I don't know really when that. Then you got Daniel Romar. Then you got Angel Leo. But Daniel Romar, that was a good win too because he was unified at one point, super bantamweight. way. Unfortunately, he ended up losing to the guy who just lost this year, MJ Akbadali. So that's the interesting point.
which he completely outboxed them in 12 rounds. Fulton. Anoe, 3-8 world champ, four Hall of Fame opponents after Hall of Fame opponents, top contenders, good opponents in every way imaginable, just wrecking stuff up down there, that little monster of his, right? Because I've seen some people criticize his resume, I'm like, did he got some bad people on his resume? Yeah, he got some, but he's fought good competition, Hall of Famers. The most notable all know is Donier, which some people they were saying Donier was old. Yeah, I do agree. Donier was old. Yeah, he was past his prime. However, with Donier, he was on a tear prior to fighting Adobe, especially the Super 6 tournament in which he was on a tear, in which he also gave Adobe a run for his money. Even though he ended up losing, what'd he do? Fought the ABC title against the Young Contender. Fought him, and then was going on a reckoning against fighting against top competition, contenders. Prior to fighting him again, so it's a no brainer, that but hey, that's sweet. But it's gonna be an interesting fight right here. I'm gonna just study while watch the recent fights and just make a prediction on there, and I'll just see how that goes. And then we got the biggest one. Oh, wait, I'll add on to that though. The one thing I'll add on to the phone and Noe fight is the fight is basically in the morning, so it's like 3 a.m. because they're fighting in Noe's backyard in Japan. Yeah, so I like that for the most part. At least I'm making a Noe travel because a Noe is the A side. And no offense to vote. He's a good fighter. And truth be told, I hope I see more American fighters do what Fulton is doing. Going to another man's backyard to fight them. Especially if they're a fighter like a Noe. They should do that. And I need to see that going forward. But the next fight we got July 29th Bud versus Spence. I will say this. I was kind of annoyed at first when they kept saying, oh, they're going to fight, oh, they're going to fight, oh, they're going to fight, only to be canceled right then and there. But um, this is a good fight. This is basically the biggest fight of the year in 2023, let alone boxing, because we could finally get find out who's really the number one fighter at 147, because over the years, I've just seen constant, I mean, constant debates on Twitter Instagram, YouTube, just boxing pages, boxing fans going back and forth say, who's the number one guy going for a seven? No, it's Bud. No, it's Spence. No, it's Bud. Spence. And I always said, that's honestly down to your opinion. If you think this man's the best, then say that for the most part. But besides that, it's such a, it's a damn good fight. Now, it looked like it's happening because they had posters, they had... They had, like, they were on first take this morning. I saw them with Stephen A. Smith. They were both talking. And Bud even posted it. Spence was even talking about it. Bud, same thing. He even had a little Instagram post with the shark in the background. Find out, just find out who the biggest shark in the division, something like that. So, I guess it's happening. Now, this fight is hard to call because they're two good, tremendous fighters. Bud, three-way world champ, former undisputed champ at 140. Spence, we already know Spence, one of the best 140-pounders of, of his era currently right now. Not the best, but he's currently number one. Like, he's number one. He's up there. He's a really good 147-pounder. And also, add the fact the way he looked in his last fight, I would say that's probably his best performance of his career because against Ugas was just ridiculous. He was just breaking him down, going to the body, 
applying constant pressure, bullying him. I mean, it was so bad. His whole left eye was completely shut. He couldn't open it. That's how bad it was. And I was impressed. Now, besides Ugas ringing, ringing his bell once, that's it. Besides that, Spence basically beat the holy crap out of him. And I was like, my goodness. And I have the fact that he wasn't even tired about doing it. He was, he kept getting better and better as the round went on and on and on and on. And I'm going to see the recent fight. So I'm going to go back and watch the Spence and Ugas fight. I'm going to rewatch Bud and, you know, Bud and Spence. I'm going to go rewatch the recent fights. I'm going to go rewatch Bud Crawford and Sean Porter. I'm going to rewatch. Spence and Garcia, Spence and Sean Porter fight. I'm gonna go rewatch all their fights because this is honestly, I'm gonna do a lot of studying on this. Because truth be told, I really don't know who's gonna win this fight. I would say at the safest bet, I'll have it 50 50. But I will say this if Bud somehow finds a way to win this, you gotta put him pound for pound number one. And I say that because think about it Bud, he's a three way champ. We all know that. However, Bud went undisputed at 140 and 147. Assuming if the fight happens, assuming if he beats Spence in their undisputed fight, he'll be undisputed in two weight divisions. Let's let that sink in. Besides Clisha Shields, who's undisputed in three weight divisions, who was doing it in men's box, that would be good. You could pretty much put him there because guess what? Usyk, he's not, even though he went undisputed, at cruiserweight, he didn't go. He's currently undisputed at heavyweight. Now, that is due to Tyson Fury ducking him. That's due to that. However, still is. Hope that happens though. But the fact is, he went undisputed at one forty and one forty seven. And apparently, they're talking about. I think have him fight Mel, which I wouldn't mind that. That'll be a tremendous fight. And then if he possibly wins that. Ain't go 154. Fight Mel Jr. Middleweight. And say, if he beats Mel, then he'll be a four-weight champion. He'll be undisputed in three-weight divisions, which you got to give him his credit for that. And I wouldn't mind seeing the winner of that fight fight Mel. I wouldn't mind that. I think that would be a really good fight. But literally, again, he needs to get past Spence first. And let alone, we need to see how that happens. But I'm going to do my film. I'm going to get my Sean Newton on, basically. Just go watch some film. Study their recent performances, and then I will come up with a conclusion on that fight and find out who will win. I'll probably have the prediction video out around when the fight's gonna happen, assuming if it happens, because we've seen three times the fight was saying, Oh, it's gonna happen! Oh, it's gonna happen! It's gonna happen! Didn't happen entirely, so I don't know. But besides that, those are just a few fights that will be announced. Oh, and I forgot to add on Steny Yannis who was also fighting freaking Virgil Ortiz at 147. Two young contenders. I would throw that on in Texas. So I think that would be a good fight for most of them. But besides that, I'll see everybody later. God bless and have a nice day.